0: He's bulletin the Australian government to invest in indigenous-led research to end violence against First Nations women and children. Prime Minister Antonio Albanese arrives in Rarotonga for the Pacific Islands Forum. And cybersecurity experts say Optus Outage shows the fragility of Australia's communications network. Government is set to invest in an Indigenous-led research into domestic and family violence as part of a national strategy to end violence against First Nations women and children. Social Services Minister Amanda Richworth has announced a $15 million in funding over five years as part of the next stage of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Action Plan. The funding will be used to create a data set that will provide a national picture of First Nations women and children, as well as culturally sensitive data collection and reporting practices. Ms. Richworth says an improved evidence-based framework will also allow the government to better track the progress of the initiative. The federal government has has defended its efforts to control inflation after the Reserve Bank's decision to raise the cash rate to its highest level since 2011. Shadow Finance Minister Jane Hume has said the RBA had no choice but to raise rates to 4.35% at their Melbourne Cup Day meeting because of what she described as a labour failure to tackle inflation directly. The Albanese government says it has focused on easing cost of living pressures for Australians, including a range of measures to improve childcare and parental leave access, as well as increasing energy support. Assistant Treasurer Stephen Jones has told Sky News Labour's fiscal policy has the backing of the Reserve Bank of Australia. The government's uh, strategy in all of this is to ensure. Uh, that our fiscal policy is disciplined, uh, that we're not adding to the inflationary fire, and we haven't been. The previous Reserve Bank Governor and the current Reserve Bank Governor have observed that uh, fiscal policy has made it easier for them to do their job. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has arrived in Rarotonga for the Pacific Islands Forum leaders' meeting this week. The Prime Minister will join leaders from 18 Pacific nations to agree steps to deliver the 2050 strategy for the Blue Pacific continent as they look to show that signs of division in the Pacific region are in the past. Australia has put much stock in the 2022 agreement, which will cover climate change, security challenges and nuclear issues, as part of a renewed diplomatic focus on its home region. The PIF has previously been hampered by threatened walkouts and no-shows, with Solomon Islands Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavari, a noticeable absentee in this year's meeting, following closer ties between the Pacific Island nation and China. Cybersecurity experts say a nationwide Optus outage highlights the fragility of Australia's communication network. Optus has said its engineers are investigating a network fault which has seen millions of Australian businesses and mobile phone users unable to make or receive calls and access mobile internet. Federal Communications Minister Michelle Rowland has said the outage appeared to be a deep and significant network problem, while an Optus spokesman said the company was working to restore services as a priority. The CEO of the cybersecurity cooperative research centre, Rachel Falk, says the outage, which also saw melbourne train services interrupted, is unprecedented in scale as we see the fragility of the telco network it connects everyone to everything it connects uh, obviously train services uh, hospitals internet um, phone services and it's from you know right from cairns to melbourne to perth to across here to the east coast triple zero are advising optus customers to call the helpline from their mobiles as australia continues to be affected by a nationwide outage of mobile phone and internet services Communications Minister Michelle Rowland has said in a national conference on the outage, which was first reported at around 4 a.m. this morning, that Triple Zero is operating normally on Optus mobile devices but not on landlines. Optus CEO Kelly beyer has told ABC Sydney the company is still pursuing every possible avenue with the fundamental issue not yet resolved. The outage has continued to affect millions of Australian customers and essential services nationwide with services New South Wales, call centres and phone lines at hospitals in Sydney and Melbourne's north down. Ms Rowland says she has no information to confirm the outage was caused by a cyber attack but that it represents a deep systemic issue. It has uh, occurred uh, deep within the network network it has wide ramifications across mobile, fixed, and broadband services for Optus customers. Secondly, we now understand, and this has been confirmed, that calls to 000, the emergency service, cannot be made from Optus landline services. The main organisation representing doctors has warned against cutting Medicare funding for telehealth appointments with, with the specialists, describing it as a cost-cutting exercise. A committee charged with reviewing Medicare benefits has recommended that it only cover initial face-to-face consultations with specialists. But the Australian Medical Association, in a submission to the review, said doctors had serious concerns about the proposal. The association's president, Steve Robson, says removing funding would make it harder for patients to access health care and some patients would have to travel hundreds of kilometres to see a specialist. The Palestine Red Crescent Society has accused Israeli forces of targeting a humanitarian convoy in Gaza City. The humanitarian organization's organization says the convoy of five trucks was carrying life-saving medical supplies to health facilities such as Al-Quds Hospital when it came under fire, damaging two trucks and wounding a driver. So far, the Israeli military's relentless bombardment of the Gaza Strip has killed more than 10,000 people, around 40 of whom are children, according to the Gaza Health Ministry. Despite the toll on civilians, Israel's leadership has refused a ceasefire until all hostages held by Hamas militants are released. IDF chief spokesperson Daniel Hagari says there are no plans for opposed to violence in the region. Hamas terrorists are telling themselves that there will be a ceasefire. There is no ceasefire. We continue forward. We are focused on the attack in Gaza and at the same time we are operating simultaneously in each of the sectors in the north. A phone. Meanwhile, members of the Australian Islamic community say political leaders need to do more to stem a tide of prejudice. The Islamophobia Register of Australia says there's been a tenfold increase in Islamophobic incidents reported in the last month. They say these range from verbal abuse directed at Muslims, Muslims to threats directed at mosques, Islamic schools, and Islamic community organizations. The Islamophobia Register's executive director is Sharara Atai. Palestinians are being dehumanized. Uh, we've seen our leaders express, you know, a lot of sympathy and solidarity to the Jewish community, for example. Yet we have over ten thousand dead Palestinian civilians, and. The, you know, uh, the Palestinian community in Australia is mourning 4,000 dead children. And yet our leaders have not shown similar sympathy or solidarity. will appear before the federal court today as the case into the airline's decision to sell thousands of already cancelled tickets takes off. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission sued the airline in August, claiming it had engaged in misleading or deceptive conduct after continuing to sell tickets for 10,000 cancelled flights between May and July 2022. Qantas has acknowledged it had let customers down but says airlines cannot guarantee specific flight times which could be delayed due to the nature of travel, weather and operational issues. Both parties will face a case management hearing before the federal court in Melbourne which will listen to both sides' cases for the first time. And to sport in football, the Socceroos and Matildas look set to be rewarded with a first-ever 50-50 split in prize money from World Cup performances. Football Australia and the Players' Union are expected to announce a new four-year collective bargaining agreement today after the previous deal lapsed in October. As well as an increase in the share of prize money, Matilda's players look set to benefit from a change in their contractual agreement with the FA. Female players could be given standard call-up and match fees equal to those enjoyed by the soccer rules rather than receiving payment via tiered annual contracts. And now having a look at the weather around the country. Broome sunny, 32. Perth, also sunny and 30 degrees. Adelaide, partly cloudy, 27. Melbourne, showers developing, 29. Hobart, similar conditions, 24. Albury-Wodonga, mostly sunny, 29. Canberra showers and a possible storm. Twenty-five. Wollongong partly cloudy. Twenty-five. Sydney mostly sunny. Twenty-six. Newcastle much the same. Twenty-seven. Brisbane partly cloudy. Twenty-five. Townsville partly cloudy. Twenty-nine. Cairns a shower. Two thirty. Alice Springs partly cloudy. Thirty-six. Darwin a shower two and a possible storm. Thirty-four. And the Torres Strait Islands a sunny day and a top of thirty-one degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Thank <laughs> you.